It costs that much cause it takes me fucking hours. Fucking hours. It costs that much cause I don't have superpowers. Superpowers. You need to pay for my skills cause exposure doesn't pay the bills. It costs that much cause it takes me fucking hours. Alright, great. Uh, so yeah, I think first things first is really to to say thank you for for agreeing to to this because um uh, when I started uh, the, this podcast, it really um it was just to experiment and see how how, how things are done. Like uh, because in Zimbabwe, there's really not so many podcasts around here because people haven't actually embraced the digital space that much. So really, the, the digital platforms that are being utilized. Uh, are very few it's just like maybe facebook and instagram and people don't really look into things like podcast so when i started i actually when i saw the numbers going up i, I just realized that maybe it's just having the right people on the podcast saying the right things that people are actually looking for and yeah i think that that's what got us here and even my, myself from time and again i always uh listen to some of these episodes just to even learn more because there's just too much to 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 to, to get but without wasting much time uh Thank you so much, Carl, for being here. No worries. It's my pleasure, honestly. Yeah, so uh, maybe just to have people know a bit about you, maybe you can introduce yourself. I know that I, I always struggle to, to introduce people who are in the creative space because they just too much that they do. So yeah, I, I don't know if you have one title or you have several, but then you're very man. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, my name's Carl Thomas Edwards or it's Carl Thomas on social media. I am a digital marketer. So I did in organic and paid social media marketing methods. So that's running ads on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, um, a bit of LinkedIn as well. And then organic marketing methods as well um, across all social media platforms, whether that's B2C, B2B, um, all those kinds of things there. And so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I, I thought we were also going to mention something along the lines of uh, uh, fitness enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in the gym every day at four o'clock, so. <laughs> that, that's impressive. I, I think I'm actually like every a, a quarter of your size, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think um, just 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 to, to introduce now, um, you know what, what we're gonna be talking about is is I highlighted earlier that we're gonna be uh, delving deep into you know um, the topic exposure doesn't pay the bills. I think just to give people a heads up, we're going to be listening or watching uh, this video. I think um, really it's gonna it's going to be centered around how you handle yourself, your brand, the it's called Thomas, as well as how you handle clients, how you get clients, how you handle certain situations that we, we always encounter. I think in the digital space, um, I think in your in your country, I think uh, the digital space has been embraced much better and faster than than in my country. Which is I think the whole point of this podcast rather to to have people uh, you know learn maybe from people who have gone through the the transformation of embracing the digital space and maybe get you to answer some of these questions since these are some of the things that you have already maybe gone through encountered during your experience as a digital marketer. Yeah. 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 100%. Yes. So yeah, I think the first question, I think uh, where it begins, right? So um, I think most, some of the questions are going to be jumbled because uh, some will just uh, pop into my head and I'll just have to, to ask so that we get as much knowledge as we can uh, in this in these few minutes that we have. Yeah, so I think the first question, um, so what's your client acquisition process like? Okay, so my client acquisition process. So. I've been doing digital marketing now for four years. Over those four years, I think I've done minimal outreach. I'd say I've probably outreached to about 20 people, 20 businesses I've outreached to. Everything else has been inbound. So all through content that I've put out on social media, people have come into me. And then from servicing those people, I've then obviously got referrals from there. So for me, outreach has never really been a thing and it's not something that i'm necessarily strong at i know that so in this game you need to be self-aware and know what you are good at and what you're not good at so for example if you're good at the service delivery side 
heavily focused on that service delivery side. If you're good at the, the sales and the, that side of things, focus on that side of things. But you need to know what you are and what you aren't good at. Um, so for me, yeah, the outreach, I can do it. Like, I'm not saying I can't do it. If I force myself to do it, like a lot of us, we have to force ourselves to, to do things. We have to really get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's, um, and the few times that I have done outreach, it's been successful. So in regards to Instagram kind of outreach, if you're running an agency or any kind of business and you want to drum up new, new clients, I tend to go with video outreach. So I don't pre-record a video. I'll sit there, I'll look through the page. If I think, yeah, I'll with this, this, I'm feeling them. I'll send them a video there and then after flight. Um, and I think that works really well. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn, a little bit different. You kind of, you don't want to send long winded messages as if you type in yeah. an essay. They need to be short, snappy and to the point. That, that, that actually makes sense. That makes sense a lot. Yeah, so I think uh, just in, uh, continuing from, from where we left off, I think uh, you were mentioning uh, the difference between, you know, um, the, the outreach uh, methods that, that, that you use when you're approaching clients using Instagram, how, how different it is when you're doing, when you're outreaching to, to people using LinkedIn as well. So I think the next question that I was going to ask is, um, so is, is how, how different is it? Like in Zimbabwe, I think LinkedIn works pretty well uh, when, when it comes to maybe uh, doing the outreach and getting clients. So what, what, what's, what's it like maybe in the UK? What, what works best for you or what has been really the, the best performing platform for you? So in regards to platforms, each platform works. You can get clients on any platform. You just need to find which platform works best for you. So for me, I found a lot of success on Instagram. So I doubled down on Instagram, putting out content. And when I was outreaching, I was doing video outreach on that platform. Now with LinkedIn, because everybody's used to being sold to on LinkedIn, it's it's no, it's nothing new. Everybody at least twice a week, probably more, probably two, three, four times a day, you can get someone in your, in your LinkedIn DM sending you and trying to sell you something and it's nothing new it's nothing new on there um what's happened with linkedin now is it's transitioned into more of a social side and more it's more focused on building relationships as opposed to just going for sales on there so in the uk and don't get me wrong like the uk is still behind in digital marketing compared to countries like america who are like way ahead America are, do you know what I mean? America are way ahead, the UK is still kind of behind. People haven't fully clued on to and understand the value of digital marketing or marketing in general. They still think it, they still think of it as an expense instead of an investment. So yeah, so the UK is still a, still a bit behind. So we're still trying to catch up and like learn these things as we go along. But in regards to the platform, I, my advice is find find a platform that you're comfortable on, that you're comfortable making content on, and that you have found a way to speak to people directly on there. That's the key. You need to speak to people directly on there. Now, like I said, LinkedIn is a little more little little bit more relaxed. I was very hesitant on LinkedIn for a long time, just because it's very cardboard like and it's very rigid and yeah. everyone. <laughs> No, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> so for me, like I couldn't flex and mold myself to that because I'm I'm me. Do you know what I mean? I'm me. Yeah. It's yeah. not gonna work. For me. That's why yeah. I found a lot of success on Instagram because I could be me. So find a platform where you can be you, and then do your outreach from there on that platform. Yeah, I actually love uh, the way you said that. Uh, this was actually quite profound to say that uh, UK people uh, find marketing as sort of like uh, an expense instead of an investment. I think that's that's really profound. And even in Zimbabwe, I think I can relate to that. Like a lot of people just think, I uh, you know, it's a liability. You can't you can you can do uh, digital because there's a lot of money from time and again. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And yeah, I think now on 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 that um, aspect where you're saying that you, you can be you, like on on Instagram, Instagram. I, I do follow so much of your content and really I, I also can relate because you're not making it sound, you know, 
all dress shoes and tie like <laughs> like you were saying so uh, how how did how do you build or how have you been building the it's Carl Thomas brand just like I said you just gotta be you find a find a um find a content type that fits your personality so if you like creating carousels create carousels if you like doing single images do single images if you like doing single infographics do single infographics if you like doing long form video do long form video if you prefer short term short short term video do short term video like short form video do short form video um you you just got to find the content that fits who you are perfectly now i like short form video i like it a lot <laughs> because I, it's just i i know like, <laughs> Literally, like I can I can sit there for hours and just plan out videos, stand in front of the camera and just record them. Like from from morning till evening, I can record them. If I was left to just do that on my own, I'd record short form videos all day long because <laughs> you can get a lot of information in to a short period of time, and you don't even have to. Do the whole stupid things on like with the dancing and things like you don't have to do that. You don't have to do the pointing. You can stand and talk talk to the camera, but there's ways of making it. If you are standing and talking at the camera, you have to make it engaging. So within the first three seconds, something needs to happen. For example, if I clapped and then the camera zoomed in after three seconds, that would then keep the people engaged for a longer period of time. So it's all about finding that content that really fits your personality and helps you get your personality across. So I've tried the carousels, I've done the carousel creations, I've done the images, I've done the infographics, I've done the long form videos, I'm onto short form videos now. So I've I've tried each content type. And for me, what fits my personality the best is short form video. So like I said, it's all about finding what content type fits your personality. And you just double down on that and produce it at scale. <laughs> like <laughs> scale. <laughs> that, that, that's actually impressive because um I think I think I'm in that stage because when I started uh, when I got into 2022, I was like, I think one of my major objectives is to just get people to know me. But then really now to think that um pretty much all my, my, my journey as, as a digital marketer, I've been creating different kinds of content. So I, I was just like stuck to say, you know, well, what sort of content should I should I be pumping out? What what really am I good at? But then you discover that because because of the journey that, I, that, that I've uh, been in, like I, I know how to do several things, but then it's not like something that I'm so very keen to do, like that I can consistently do because I'm always looking for content that is very much sustainable that I know that I can continuously uh, go on and you know create content like you do. I think, especially the short form content. Yeah. So here's here's a tip. So a lot of people get content pillars mixed up and whatnot. A lot of people think that content pillar is either informational, educational, or um, entertaining. They they put the content pillar into the right informational. But really, your content pillar, right? Think of three to five topics that you know about. So for me, for example, it's marketing, social media, and then a bit of motivation, something like that, leadership, business, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yep. From there, break those, break them down. What can you talk about in those topics? Because right there and then, you've got your three to five content pillars right there. Break them down even further, right? What about, mar- what in marketing can I talk about? Once you've got that, what written that list down, sorry, you can then write, right, do I want to make this informational? Do I want to make it educational? Do I want to make it entertaining? Oh, From there. that's smart. <laughs> I, I like, I like that idea. And you, you, you honestly, you'll find that you've got an endless amount of content from there at that point going forward. I mean, even if, so for example, you could do, let's say, marketing, from marketing, broken down into another list and then one of the sub niches you've got informational educational and entertaining there's three pieces of content that you can create around that one bit of sub niche that does no i i i actually i'm i'm, I'm processing to think ah there goes something <laughs> that actually makes sense you know because really i think it's, it's because of these uh you know uh turn a ton of templates online they always really pretty much say the same thing you, you know what i mean like 
every every now and again you see 30 30 30 ideas for your for your instagram on on pinterest so they're sort of like limited people to being creative and being themselves because everyone is just saying the same thing so you 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 end up thinking that that's the only way to go that's the only way you're going to be growing your followers and all that but really i think that really helps uh bring out the creativity in someone when you break it down the way you, you did so i think um i i'm gonna ask now uh a bit getting into detail about your clients now how how, how do you go about the process of billing your clients i am just to give you where, where this question is coming from i had a client at some point like i think last year and we, we I, I had charged them like a pretty reasonable amount but then mm-hmm. I had issues now around them giving feedback to the work that we have done to say, okay, so can you do a review? This is what we have done so far in regards, like it was a branding project, right? So I ended up feeling like, you know, the amount that I charged was way less because I was taking longer than I had expected, you know, you know what I mean? So that, that's where the, the question is coming from. So how, how do you go about your process, like, you know, billing clients and all that? So first of all, it's all about setting the deliverables beforehand. It's all about making sure that the client's expectation, the client understands what you're going to be doing before you send the bill over. So for example, when I'm speaking to a client, I'm I'm telling them, right, look, this is what I'm going to do. This is how long it's going to take. These are the steps that we're going to do. Okay. Are you happy with that? Yeah there's the bill okay from there i tend so for for what i do it's either if i'm working on a project it's a flat fee if it's a monthly retainer or a percentage based on profits so there's three different charging models okay so 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 how do you differentiate now to say okay this is um, a project that I that I'm supposed to do that percentage is is it the same concept like uh, way by maybe you're running ads and then you see the budget that they're investing in the ads. It's all based on the actual size of the business, and so when I'm speaking to these business owners and I'm, I'm asking them the the pre qualifying questions, for example, if someone tells me that they want to spend ten thousand pounds on ads and I know that I can make them two to three X on that every month. And I'm going in, I'm, I'm sitting there working it out in my head whilst in having the conversation with them. I then say, okay, right. What I'll do is I'll put you on a performance-based um, deal, which would be a 10% of wow. ROAS after after uh, you've taken your bid, 10% will then come to me. Do you know what I mean? So you, yeah. can, you can out speaking to them. For, um, for a flat fee, we used to do based on the project. So I did a logo design for a new gym that opened up in the UK. Um, we've got this, it's got this logo up on the wall now. And it's been in the, in, been in the papers in the, the city that we live in. So that was a flat fee for that design there. Um, and then obviously the monthly retainers, anyone that doesn't reach the threshold for it to be a performance-based deal. Ah, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm just wondering, like, you know, that then they they just has to be certainty to you know uh, the the project's results because if if there are no results, then that means that there's very little money that is that is coming in. <laughs> yeah. So the the performance based one, if if I don't perform, nothing comes in. So we, they're not losing out on anything in in in, in actuality. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's more risk on me than it is on them because i'm saying look if i don't perform i don't get paid which then gives me added added incentive to smash it out the park do you know what i mean yeah so it kind of it gives them a bit of confidence do you know what i mean especially it really helps when you stay when you say it with confidence as well like so when you're sat there and you're saying right this is what i want to do i'm gonna put you on a 10 percent perform um a 10% ROAS deal. So I only make money after you've made money. So yeah. I get 10% of what's made afterwards. I'm not going to charge you an upfront free, upfront fee, anything like that. All you need to do is just put the ad spend and I'll do the work on the back end. A lot of business owners aren't going to say no to that because they're not losing out. They're just putting money in that they were going to put in anyway. 
exactly exactly so that that actually yeah makes it like a fair deal it's, it's actually a fair deal come to think of it it just means that you just have to up your game and make sure that you're achieving results for the client but then um i just to take you back a bit so you say um you have like uh qualification uh what, what's it questions right so meaning to say if, if i'm if i'm to get this right I, i've been uh involved with um a, a sales agency so where we have things like a, a lead score to say this this client qualifies to be our client then it's basically like a part of the outreach strategy so is it the same process if, if you understand what i mean like um, it's similar so there's two ways of doing it you can either it's all it's all about when you're building the rapport with the the business owner or the brand when you're building that rapport up and you're asking them questions about the business you're automatically qualifying them in your head or pre-qualifying oh. Head, do you know what I mean? So if you, if you say to a business, oh, how how much are you currently spending on, on your advertising right now? And they're like, oh, five thousand pounds every month. Oh, okay, well, how's that currently going for you? Like, what kind of results are you getting back from that? And they're like, oh, well, we're, we're lingering around the one point five two x ROAS at the minute. So going from there, I was like, okay, well, what what are your plans from that? What do you think's holding you back from getting past that two x from there? We're like, mm, well, we're not too sure. We've had a look into the back end, but we can't really figure out what's actually going on. We're not too sure on the metrics. And then you can kind of be like, okay, well, what I can do for you is would you be open to jumping on a call so I can run you through some of the metrics that are in the back end? So and then we can figure out how to go from there. If they then say, yeah, set up the next call, you jump on, go through the ad account audit with them so they can see that you know what you're talking about mm. and then you can say to them like if you want me to take over this this is how much it is and then you go from there yeah that's that's actually quite helpful because i think um even my approach has been uh slightly different um because we don't like uh i i i never really just sit down with the client and actually have them show me their dashboard it's really just having them to explain what what they have been doing and why they think it hasn't been performing well just to see if they if they know what they've been doing all along that, that sort of thing but then i think that's actually quite helpful to sit down and do an audit and explain everything to them so um now also bringing uh, uh another question uh um, let me just jump in there quickly it's all about sure. providing value. it's all about providing value so you need to provide before anyone buys or comes to you for anything you need to give a ridiculous amount of value before they'll even purchase because they don't know who you are do you know what i mean so you've okay. got, got to show them and give them before you can get what do you want to get yeah that, that actually makes sense that that really makes sense i, I love the fact that you say a ridiculous amount of value <laughs> that's that, that, that yeah that that makes sense when you, if you lead with value the money will follow and that's mm. what i've learned because when i first started off i used to follow the money i used to chase the money it wasn't until i started to be like right let me just ch stop chasing the money let me just provide value let me just service let me just provide mm. then the money came do you know what i mean the money yeah. came like, literally i was given the value the money came i moved from a flat into a massive house yeah that's, that, that's you know impressive I mean? When you lead with value, when you give without the expectation of getting something in return. So whenever I speak to somebody, like literally, I had a, a client in the beauty industry. We was working together. She wasn't too sure on the things. She was flapping a little bit with everything. She she then decided to leave. She left for a whole year, bearing in mind, a whole year. And mm. during that year, she still come back to me and say, what do you think about this car? Carl, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? So she's still coming back to me. She knows I know what I'm talking about, but she was flapping. She wanted to do it herself a little bit. About three, four weeks ago, she sent me a message saying, I need your help. Can you help me do this? We jumped on a call, ran her through some stuff, okay. ran her through a training on how to set up her email marketing and segmenting audiences and things like that. She went away. She tried to do it herself. She messaged me last night. 
I need you to take over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's actually a great example um, that you actually were patient enough to to talk to you uh, like for, for a whole year without getting anything, but still just offering value to you. I think that, that's actually a lesson to me because I'm always that type of person who's like, uh, if, if, if you're gone, you're gone, man. Uh, <laughs> And so I used to be like that. I used to be really like that. Like I used to have a lot of short patients. I didn't have time. I was, I was like, if someone's messing me about, I can't deal with it. Nah, not doing it. Um, but I think as you as you grow more within yourself and grow more as a person, you get this patience, and that's the key. As soon as you've got that patience, then you realise that you've got so much time. What's the rush? Yeah. What's the rush? I spoke to my, <laughs> I spoke to a good friend of mine who's got his own brand and his own um, online sweet store, um, and I said the same thing to him. I was like, "You're in a, a good position. Your you online e-com store is ticking over without you really doing anything. So you're still making money without you putting in maximum effort. So which means you're in a unique position to a lot of other brands." You've got a lot of time because it's still ticking over. You're not doing anything. You can actually sit down and plan out what you want to do and structure it to make sure you stick to it. You, you, all you've got is time right now. Yeah. Utilize yeah. that time. Like, what is the rush? There's no rush. He's like, oh, I want to get, I mean, I know I need to get back into the Google ads. I know I need to get back into this Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So like, don't worry about that. Wash your hands of that for now. <laughs> sit on it. Because yeah. you're still ticking all that. You, you made your money back from when you bought it. You're still making money. What's the mm. rush? Yeah. Just, Just relax a bit. <laughs> come up with a plan and think about how you want to attack this. Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah. rush. It's still going to be there tomorrow. It's yeah. still going to be there the day after. You got nothing but time. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. That, that really makes sense. I actually love the thing that you're saying, you know, Pump your bricks a bit and <laughs> just see how everything goes. There's a lot of um a lot of information online that tells you you need to rush, 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 rush. Everything should be now, 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 yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. We need we need to regain that that patience that we once had in the world. Yeah. It's gone. We've That's obviously fine. we've everything that's come out in the world. You've got next day delivery, same day delivery, all this fucking rubbish, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Shortened our attention spans and shortened our patience for things. We need to just get a bit of patience back in the world. That's all yeah. we need. Yeah, true, man. True. I thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, that's that's quite a lot to process, but then to be honest, that's 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 very, very, very much helpful. Um, so I think just just moving on to the next question so that we don't run out of time. So um uh so I think the next question is gonna be on if you've ever dealt with clients who don't um appreciate or know the value of digital like you were saying that um uk is also still a bit behind when it comes to embracing the the, the digital space so now i'm pretty sure that you've gotten uh to a point where you ran into a client who didn't like appreciate the value and they, they're like you know uh you're charging too much you know uh or you know you're doing less uh, work maybe than, than than we expected or something along those lines yeah so like I said, the UK is still a bit behind with it. And it's not the younger generation. So it's not people my age. So I'm 30. It's not people my age and younger. It's the older generation that haven't quite caught up or don't quite see the value in digital marketing yet. And that's no that's no fault of their own. It's yeah, just sure. the generation that they're from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They they were from the, the internet age where the internet first came around. They're not from the social media marketing age. They're not from the digital marketing age as such. So they don't quite understand or see the value in it. Like I was talking to um, another business owner. Um, he's got um, like a fast food kind of restaurant sort of thing, delivery service. Um, and he he's very very skittish in regards to the whole digital marketing sort of thing and I'm, I'm just like right you want to target people in your local vicinity what's the 100% way that you know you're going to get people to see what you're doing because it's not through traditional it's not through putting flyers and leaflets through doors because yeah. I tell you what I, do, what I do when someone puts a flyer or a leaflet through my door 
It either goes in the bin or it's <laughs> left on the side by the door. And I decide yeah. to put it in the bin. They're not kept. It's not kept. I don't keep them. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the. I think it's just wasting money. To be honest, I because I describe it like this. It's like taking money up to a building and throwing it off, expecting <laughs> something. That's what it's. That's what I think it's like. Now, that's not to say traditional marketing doesn't have its place in a wider marketing sort of role. Yeah. But solely focus on that is mad <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's mad. So, yeah. Um. Like I said to him, like you can't just focus on that like because how do you know those people are even looking at those flyers mm-hmm. there's no guarantee to that not guaranteed okay so you spent a thousand pound on flyers right okay fair enough well done you spent a thousand pound on flyers how many of them flyers are going to bring you back something that you can actually see mm-hmm. that you can measure because you can't measure that how do you know what someone's going to tell you oh yeah we've posted a thousand flyers for you today okay cool how many yeah. people have looked at the flyers? Exactly. There's, there's no record. <laughs> no record. No yeah. record. Unless you've got it. So the flyer links to a specific page. And then people, when they when people search that page, you then know that's from a flyer. Yeah. That's the only way to track it is through digital. You've got to be digital again to track exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. So digital is always there. <laughs> to have the digital there so why not just use something that you know is on everybody's phone yeah because we're on our phones all the time all the time we're on our phones exactly you know what i mean yeah Attached to us, this this little device here is a, a content creation studio you can have your meetings on it yeah you can you book your flights you can do everything on this little device in our pockets yeah, and yet you don't want to send ad traffic or anything to this <laughs> everyone's pocket. Yeah, that, is, <laughs> that actually makes sense, and, and I just love like how you got to just op- open their minds to see like you know at the end of the day, digital is is the way to go, you know, and really that that just makes sense. And I, I, I think in, instead of like uh, properly sitting down, like. Maybe what we term properly, what is proper is like is sitting down with the client, try to educate them, you know, them like what is social media, this these are the advantages and all that, but then just being straightforward to say, you know, what you're doing is 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 no is no analytics, right? So definitely it's gonna be hard for you to understand or know if you've used your money wisely or not. I think, yeah that's that's very valuable to me that's very valuable so i think i think now now i want to go to the to the big question uh which is um the clients will say um you know i'm, I'm going to give i'm going to be giving you exposure like you know if, if you do this uh job well for me then um, you, you can you can market yourself and, and use our brand you know to tell people that you are the one who is behind all this marketing how do you yeah. go about that yeah so I'm I'm quite fortunate now because I've got to such a level where I've got so much, I've got so many testimonials, so many results. I've got a, a decent enough size social media presence that nobody will even approach me with that offer anymore. They, they wouldn't even dream of approaching me with that offer. And that's not to sound big headed on anything, but because when I first started, I had those offers and I took the exposure, I took the underpaid offers, I took them all. Because okay. when you're starting off, you need to, in order to get the experience, in order to get those results, in order to get the testimonials, for you to then be in a position where if someone says, ah, oh, come work for us or come do this work for us and we'll give you exposure. You're then in a posi- position of power to say, I don't need any more exposure. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm exposure on my own. Thank you very much. I know how to get exposure on my own. I'm, I don't need you to do that for me. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. So, and a lot of the times, a lot of these exposure deals, you don't get exposure. You don't get exposure. I yeah. sponsored, a, when I first started, I sponsored a boxer. Worst thing that I'd ever done was doing <laughs> that. Worst thing I'd ever done because I was promised all these connections. I think I got one connection who then underpaid me for three to four months, underpaid me. 
until I thought I've had enough of this. I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. Because at one point he had he had me driving two hours to another city to to film for four or five hours with him to then drive back. <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's a top guy. But like anyone else would have been like, nah, I ain't doing that. You're mad. <laughs> You're mad. Yeah. But I do, uh, do you know what I mean? So you, I think when you start enough, you've got to take them sort of crappy, rubbish sort of jobs where you, where people offer you exposure or people underpay you. It's just how it is. Do you know what I mean? But yep. you've got you've got to think of it as a long term long-term plan oh. okay so you can't think of it as short term if you want to get somewhere in the long term you've got to take the you've got to mind my language shovel the shit basically <laughs> that's good that, like it's printing marketing and bullshit <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? you, you've got to shovel the shit unfortunately when you're starting off if you want to get somewhere long term and that's what i did i dealt with the exposure i got underpaid and now i'm in a position where I can be like, right, these are my fees. If you don't like it, then that's that's fine. Yep. If you, do you know what I mean? You, you put yourself in a completely different bracket from dealing with that. And then it kind of, if you if you know someone who's starting off in the same industry as you and they want some advice, you can give them that advice because you've been through that. You you can tell them, look, you need to shovel the shit eventually at yeah. some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's been this... I don't know if you can hear my daughter screaming upstairs. <laughs> no, no, that's no, good. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, like you've oh, lost my trailer for now. Um, yeah, I've lost my trailer for from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, still, um, I, I think I, I really get it, and I understand. Like, um, when you're starting, then you, you just you have to to deal with whatever comes your way, just to gain that exposure that that they'll be uh you know uh, well, this, is, this is what i was gonna say um with the sudden well not even sudden it's been over the last two to three years all these online courses popping up all these online gurus in quotation marks that are coming out of the woodworks telling yeah. people that they can earn ten thousand pounds in the first 30 days of their business and all of this unless you are unless you have one no responsibilities right meaning you don't live you're not in your own house you haven't got kids or anything like that the chances of you getting to make ten thousand pounds a month in the first 30 days is hard very slim because like you're talking to someone i've got two kids two dogs and a missus like you need to spread your time out between all of that and yourself as well. Mm, mm, mm. That's the quickest way for, for you to get burnout. Yeah. The quickest way. And just bringing it, just quickly bringing it back to what you said about the things, reading things or listening to things online. A lot of these online courses all say the exact same thing. Mm. They yep. all say the exact same thing. And the sooner people realize that you don't need to go and invest in every new course and get that shiny object syndrome syndrome like a magpie when it sees something silver and shiny and go and think i need to go and pick that up don't do that find yeah. one invest in one mm. use that to get more clients and build off of that exactly uh, yeah that's 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 very true i i think i i second you on that like a lot of people are always like Every, every month they have a new course that they are publishing on LinkedIn saying, ah, so I finished this one on Udemy, on AppSport and in all the other platforms. But then like, I, I, I haven't you got, got enough information for you to start making money, not for you to continue, continuously pump out money to, to, to get all these courses. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I really love that. I think next question, I think going to bring you back a bit as well, um, yeah. is on um, retainer clients. This is uh, once of uh, clients. Um, what pays off the most or what would you say um, you'd want? Like, is, is there, I, I don't know. I, I think if you understand what I mean, like. <laughs> so what pays the most is if you get the right performance-based client, 
you can make some serious money from a performance-based client. So let's think about this. If they're making, if they're putting £10,000 a month into ad spend, you get them a two, three, four X return on ROAS. That's, you've made them, you've brought them back 40 grand. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Now, as long as they've got high enough profit margins, you can then take a percentage of that, which will be a lot more than, for example, a, a £1,500 or $1,500 monthly retainer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, in in advertising and in marketing, like £50,000 a month to some businesses isn't a lot of money. Some of them spend that much a day on advertising. Sure. You know? So those businesses there are making about a million pounds a month, maybe. Yeah. £900,000 a month, minus the profit margin. You're 10% on top. You're leaving with five figures at the end of the month. Which is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. That does, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. If you break it down that way and think, right, one performance based client can pay me more than all of my monthly retainers. But that's not to say leave monthly retainers off because yeah. you still need those monthly retainers just to come in to act as cash flow. Yeah. That's all. Just use them as cash flow. That's all it is. So you got freedom and fluidity to move and pivot and do what you want. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of that's how I play it. Yeah, which which makes sense. I think um, in in Zimbabwe, I'm not pretty sure if um, a lot of businesses have um, adopted, or even marketers per se, have adopted this um, uh, form of marketing. I think for for myself, I think I, I've gotten uh, that experience or exposure because I also target like international clients. So maybe mm-hmm. along the lines that that's when I, I, I go to work in set, setups whereby you get paid uh, using the, the, the performance. But then in Zimbabwe, most businesses are really uh, more interested in flat fees. So you say this is how much you're charging them on a monthly basis and, 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 and that's it. So we end up having even marketers charging, uh, you know, serious uh, cash for no yeah. reason. At the end of the day, also the problem now goes back to now companies saying marketers are not delivering. Why? Because we are charging too much and we're giving very, very, very little. But then, really, they're just trying to to cover costs. <laughs> you know, if if, if yeah. you understand what I mean. But I think that's, that's actually helpful, and I hope that people who are listening are going to look into this and really try and you know uh, yeah. adopt it. I think what they need to do is as well is they need to like sit down and speak and like actually ask the business owner like okay so how much are you spending on ads how much are you making back from that okay and work it out from there because if you're not asking those vital questions and then you try and charge a, a business like through like ridiculous amounts of money like they're gonna be expecting you to bring them the world do you yeah. know what i mean yeah 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 kind of Unless they're sold on you and you built an absolute bomb relationship with them, then you can't do that. So, for example, I um, I got referred quite a quite a high profile person in the UK. Um, he was referred to me um, before I even offered him anything. I helped him get back into his ad account and sort out his e-commerce catalog before anything, before getting any money before anything. I did that for him. Now, this guy's making serious money, serious money, like ridiculous. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) So (laughs) for me to do that and then I didn't, bear in mind, I didn't sell him or anything. He said to me, what's the cost? that's when I put the price to it, okay? So you kind of, you've got to work it out based off of the information that you've got in front of you. Mm. You know what I mean? Whatever information you can get about that business, you can then base your price off of that, but they need to be sold on you in the first place. The only reason this guy was sold on me was because I'd spent two, three hours, if that, in his ad account, helping him sort things out. Yeah, from he was sold on me. Because if I if I'm gonna do that for you for free, 
and not, not charge you or anything. What, what am I going to do when I'm actually helping you and you're actually paying me? So that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I had a similar uh, situation, but then mine didn't end up well. <laughs> uh, so I, I had um, a, a gig that I was working on. Uh, so it's, it's a Nigerian business. And yeah. they, 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 they had their ad accounts blocked. So I was working on, you know, trying to to get the the, the accounts, you know, uh, big big and up up running again. And yeah. I, I was so busy. Basically, the the services that I was providing was consultancy to them, just giving them a guide and not doing anything. And then when they told me that their ad account had been blocked, I was like, ah, no, you can give it to me and let, let me have a look at it. But then I was so yeah. busy during those days that I I had to like schedule it for like three four days after that they had given me uh their ad account and i did explain to them but then right. three four days later uh when i was actually about to sit down to start working on it they were already on my ass and then they were like you know why are you not taking us seriously they started complaining and all that i'm like guys uh <laughs> this is the work uh, this is not the work that i that, that you are paying me for i'm just doing this for free just to help you out but then they didn't take it nicely and yeah <laughs> the contract you had to end at some point <laughs> um with that it sounds with that situation it sounds a little bit like a communication breakdown if i'm honest from that that situation to me sounds a bit like a communication breakdown um what I possibly would have done differently in that situation is I'd have maybe I'd have sat down and 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 possibly done a brief ad account audit just to see why it would have been blocked. So like if you've got like a, a spare half an hour somewhere, I'd have slotted it in, done a brief ad account audit and then told them said to them like okay these are the reasons why i think your ad account would have been blocked xyz abc right that's why that's why i think it's blocked give me a few days okay then i will start working on your account so give me two days so if it's give me three days so if it's friday tell them monday afternoon that's when i'll start working on your account and we'll start working through these points to get it unblocked if you've yep. got any other questions before then, drop me a message and I'll get back to you as quick as I can in regards to that. But before then, make sure you've got access to everything. Okay? And then you should go to the Yeah. Literally, thought about giving a bit of value again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even that little bit to make them think, okay, this guy, he's already got access. He's he's looked into it. He's He's... Put, wrote down a few pointers as to why it could be this and he's told us when we can expect him to go in and have a look yeah do you know yeah. what i mean yeah which actually makes a lot of sense um i think it's 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 like every step of the way it's it's value provision make sure that you're adding value to to, to everything that you're doing i actually absolutely love that um yeah if it's not your business you got to think about so if you had a business and someone was gonna do work for you you'd want to know what was going on at all times yeah yeah you sure. know what's going on so just giving them that peace of mind that you are on it and you will get to it but yeah. it's not just you've you've given them some reasons as to why it could be and you're going to get work get started on it as soon as you can that's all you need to do just communication yeah, yeah i actually love that I, I love that thanks 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 for the advice man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think uh, last but not least um the, the last question is how does carl thomas stay on top of his game or on top of the game <laughs> so <laughs> social media that's that's it really social media so i follow um quite i i pay attention i should say i don't follow i pay attention to a select few marketers in this industry um, one of them, Jordan Platten, another one, Dara Denny, another one, Nick Shackelford. Um, is there another one? I don't think there's another one. There isn't another one. So it's those three. I pay attention to those three marketers and what those marketers are doing in the industry. Um, and I learn from those three. 
um, just because they, for me, are pretty much at the peak. Um, Dara, Denny, and Nick Shackelford from America. Jordan Platten's from the UK. Um, so yeah, it's it's keeping a tr- keeping an eye on their content on social media. So Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, seeing what kind of content they're posting and putting out on YouTube as well. Um, a lot of YouTube videos. And then from there, it's just kind of newsletters. So there's something called the Marketing Group. So that's a newsletter. They send you a newsletter every, I want to say Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I want to say. I know it's definitely Friday because I got one yesterday. I'm not too sure on the other two days. So the Marketing Brew, um, the Drum Creative as well. So that's another, that's a website. So the Drum, and they have their own marketing awards ceremony. Um, but they've got a section of their website in regards to creatives that are used for, in regards to marketing. So you can go in and have a look through all of that. Sure. Um, sites like Qora, uh, Medium, yeah. things like that, really. Um, and then podcasts. I consume podcasts like it's a buffet meal. <laughs> Honestly, so what we have in this world is a lot of dead time. Now, by dead time, let's say, for example, if anyone's ever stuck in traffic and you just sat in traffic and you're not, you're not doing anything, mm. that's dead time. Yeah. The, the distance between point A and point B of your journey, if you're not using that to consume some kind of educational information, if you want to, that is, you don't have to do it all the time, but if you want to, if you're not using it to consume that information and learn, you're wasting that dead time. We've all got dead time during the day. Yeah. Like for me, everyone always, always takes the piss out of me because I've usually always got an AirPod in my ear. I've always got one AirPod in my ear. So okay. if I'm ever going somewhere, or I'm ever out somewhere, I can literally, once again, go on your phone. <laughs> Podcasts, yeah. yeah, and it's played. You can learn when you've got dead time or downtime. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. How and then, of course, by doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, after learning, then you have to try and see how it goes for you as well. I actually love that. Um, consistently learning. Um, yeah, for, for me, I think I, I have ups and downs. I have times when I feel like learning and I can go for like four or five months and it's serious learning. And then there's a time mm-hmm. where I feel like, ah, it's just too much information. I need to <laughs> hold on a bit and, you know, just relax and uh, clear a bit and then go, go at it again. But uh, this, yeah. this was really amazing, man. Uh, you, you really helped so much. Uh, in regards to the learning thing, I'm currently learning about how web free and the metaverse all tie into social media and how that whole dynamic is going to play out and whatnot so i'm doing quite a lot of learning and information gathering on how that's going to affect and how the marketing is going to affect when it does slowly transition over and whatnot because obviously you've got the new um, facebook ads you can do augmented reality ads now you can create ads spark ar um so i'm just kind of modeling my way through that to kind of understand how mainly at the minute fashion brands can take that and use it to their advantage through getting creating these spark ar ads so for example if someone came across an ad for some clothing they could click on it click on the piece of the item and they could see it on themselves so they can see how they'd look Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually a fan of augmented reality because I, I recently published an episode where, where when I was just teaching people on uh, on everything about AR or just the, the brief information that I have around that. So I, I wasn't actually sure of how the augmented shopping experience actually works because uh like what you're saying that it's an actually an advert whereby AR is, is installed there. I, I I wasn't sure of that. I just thought it's an application actually that you have to download and then try to use it. No, no, no. I'm sure I'm sure Facebook give you the option where you click on ad and you can see it on you. So yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Technology is really moving so fast. <laughs> Very fast. And like if 
for me, if we don't keep up, we're going to get left behind because we're, we're moving, we're transitioning into a very new age right now. Yeah. Which is basically, so at the start of COVID, I was saying to everyone, this is reset everything. Everyone's been put back to zero. Yeah. So that were miles ahead, we're put back to zero. So this puts yeah. everyone back on a level playing field. This is the same thing what Web 3.0 and the metaverse yeah. is doing in regards to putting everyone back on a level playing field in regards to social media and economics and whatever, putting everyone back on a level playing field. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So it's starting off our game. Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely love that, man. That's, yeah, that's insane. Like how, how, how the, the world is moving, how things just <laughs> uh, took a turn in just three years and already we are, we are somewhere else. Facebook is no longer Facebook. It's now made of this. <laughs> exactly. So how old are you? I'm 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. So let's think in, in my lifetime and in your lifetime, in let's say 20 years, we won't be doing things like this. We'll possibly have um, I I what they called contact lenses. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, contact lenses. We could have contact lenses in and be doing it in a virtual sort of reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's true yeah. and, and, and very much possible. When you start to sit down and think, right? So, in this lifetime, this this could not even be a thing like zooms yeah what, what was you know what i mean people young that's so like the new generation so my daughter who's one this next week <laughs> she's one next week she's not going to really know about zoom she's going to know about virtual reality exactly yeah it, 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 it's gonna sound so very dated like how dated to say we used to use zoom and all that yeah true exactly. it's gonna sound as weird as when i tell my 11 year old about the fact that when we used to go on the internet, we had we used to have to dial it up and it used to make a, a weird noise. It's <laughs> like she it's gonna be that kind of progression. Like so, and the fact that I feel blessed that I've had that I've gone through each stage of it, that I've gone through the dial-up. I was I saw the social media age, I'm getting to see the metaverse age. Like it's a blessing to be able to see the progression in the world. Yeah. But it's also a lot of people that I've spoken to found it scary as well. A lot of people my age find it scary because it's like, but look what's look what the damage that social media has done. What kind of damage do you think the metaverse is going to do in virtual reality? And my my argument to them every time is, social media is what you want it to be. Okay, if yeah. you took everyone off these platforms, they'd be empty. Social media doesn't damage people. People damage people. Yeah, so if sure. you want that negativity in your life, then you're going to have that negativity in your life on social media. You choose who's in your social media circle and whatnot and what content you see. And it's going to yeah. be the exact same with the metaverse and Web 3.0. Even, yeah. Not even more control over what you see. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's actually powerful, man. I, I um, pe- people, um, people, they, 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 that's that's very true. That's very true. We are we are the ones who share the content. We are the ones who like. We are the ones who engage, and then the uh, the algorithm simply just pushes it to, to more people because we have shown uh it that we actually love the, the this type of content. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if if you have any last words, man. I think. We just have so much knowledge to share, and I think uh, I, I want to, to get all of it. And even next time when I'm when I'm sitting down listening to this episode, I, I just want to be writing notes and checking down everything. And if, if there's anything, any kind of question that you've got for me, just fire it across. Like I'm happy to any kind of questions in regards to advertising or organic, whatever it is, fire it across. I'm happy to answer anything for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, I think is I'm actually dry, but then I it's, it's just that you've you've been just uh, just been sharing like so much knowledge. So right now I'm in the process of processing that information, and really I I don't wanna like uh, this was very very much helpful, and I think myself even my experiences some some of the things that I've been doing thinking that I'm doing them correctly, uh, you've mm-hmm. actually proven to me that it it, it doesn't work. 
or rather I'm actually damaging myself um, for, you know, uh, in, in the long run, it's going to maybe affect me or how maybe my brand is going to be affected in the long run. So th this is really helpful, especially um, adding value at, yeah. at every every step of the way. I, I that's, yeah, that, that's gonna stick. <laughs> so I, I put a post up on LinkedIn yesterday. I think it was, yeah, LinkedIn about self-awareness and knowing when you're self-sabotaging so that post went a little bit like um what i basically did at the start of 2022 i set myself seven words that i wanted to be this year so one of those words was open so open to new experiences open to new opportunities i was just yeah. opening myself to the universe so whatever came into me from the universe i'm open to it okay yeah. i about mid mid january I started to push back against that openness. With that, that subconsciously, I was pushing back against it. I didn't want new things in my life. I was just closed off from everything until I had a conversation with a friend who made me realize that I was actually closing myself off. Now, by me closing myself off, not only did I push back against my, my goal of to be more open, I also pushed back against my goal of to be more successful, my goal to be more kind, my goal to be more healthy in 2022. I was pushing back about six, other, six, five to six other words that I'd set myself for this year, just from pushing back on that one. So yeah, I think having that self-awareness is key and vital. You still there? Oh yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, having that self-awareness is vital, honestly, and knowing when you're self-sabotaging yeah. is key in order to progress, not even in just business, but in life. If you haven't got that self-awareness around yourself to know when you're doing something that isn't healthy, you're not going to progress and you're going to keep making the same mistakes yeah. before. So yeah, just be, be self-aware. That's all, that's all you need to do, especially if you want to progress and, and make, make changes. Cause I mean, you can say that you're self-aware, but that doesn't mean that you are self-aware. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we, which which kind of brings the the conversation around. Um, the, there's a difference between movement and progress. Movement is just movement, and then progress yeah. is actually going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah, my, my mind is blowing right now. <laughs> yeah, man. I think yeah, I think uh, this was super helpful. I think I've been saying this over and over again. Um, thank you so much uh, for for today. Thank you for this session, and I I really look forward to to another session sometime soon. And we talk even other areas, maybe even beyond uh, branding and marketing, because I can tell that <laughs> there's just so much knowledge to 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 gain from you, uh, even around leadership, business, and, and and all those other things, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like any any anything that you need, or even your audience that they're not too sure about then just honestly drop me a line i'm sure you'll i'll send you over my links and whatnot drop yep. me a line like my my dms are always open to people that need advice or need help because there's a lot of people and like i get the need that everyone wants to make money in the world everyone needs to make money but there's not a lot of people that are just helping people for the sake of helping people yeah true and that's why i've always I've, i'm different because it's not often that someone will just help you in this yeah. world right now do you know yeah. what i mean yeah like everyone will say yeah we'll, we'll help you and whatnot and then they'll help you and then the next day they'll send you a link to their course exactly yeah they, they're yeah. actually looking for traffic and, and all those other things yeah they're not they're not looking to help you they're looking out for themselves now yeah. someone who genuinely wants to help you will help you sort out that problem like the same way so i did work i'm currently working with a good friend of mine so i've helped him organically promote his new membership so we thought of the name for it we started the promotion for it. We generated just over 400 organic signups from, from his social media alone. He then went on to have a hundred people view that, um, the challenge every day, um, in 10 different countries. And 
Where did he say? I think he said he was on a 30% close rate from there um, in regards to his membership. So he's not done too bad. But he's a mindset coach and he is basically helping me with my mindset and whatnot and how to kind of think things a little bit differently and see things from a different perspective. Because I've always been... I've always been a deep thinker and seen things from a different perspective. But when you you actually get it from somebody who's trained and does it for a job, it's completely different. And they really like when you get the chance to actually work with someone who's like that, who isn't so focused on just help, just like helping you to then get something out of the back end of it. Who just wants to help for the sake of helping. Like it's unbeatable. So. That's why I am open to helping anybody. Yeah, that's that's powerful, man. And I'm I'm, I'm really glad that we have people like you in the world because really all all, all it has been uh, is sales, sales, sales. There's really no one who's really like um, caring enough to to show empathy to to to, to the next person. So yeah, that that's powerful. Yeah. That's one, what you said there's not enough empathy in this world yeah that, that's true um yeah i think thank you so much man i think we can go on and on and on <laughs> without ending because i'm just loving everything that you're saying man um thank you so much wicked no worries no worries thank you for having me all right awesome so i think yeah uh we can call it a day and yeah until next time man sweet awesome Peace. sure